the blast from our past network. Talking back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back. This is the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I am your host, Tim. This week, we are covering Deadly Class Volume 11, titled A Fond Farewell Part 1. Dean, welcome. Get in here. Hey, Tim. Hey. I wonder, Volume 11, I wonder how many times I've said, let's go back to school, time to go back to class. How many times do you think I said that? Too many. Too many. Probably Too too many. Too many. Maybe now 11 times. (laughs) The first time you said it was too many. Too many. So I've lost count. Hmm. Maybe, oh, I know. Maybe for volume 12, the final volume in Deadly Class, you should come up with something new. Okay. Just a grand grand exit. You you throw something new. Yeah. That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This uh, collects issues 49 to 52. And we're almost done this comic book series. Yeah, um, we're dead. We're deadly close. We're dead. That's good, Tim. We're deadly close. Dumb too. No, that's good. That's good. I'm rubbing off on you with my good, (laughs) my good jokes. We're deadly close to the end of Deadly Class. I actually thought reading this one that it was the last. Knowing there's more. Well, no, like knowing that there was supposed to be another one. I was reading this and I'm like, but this is the last, though, right? (laughs) Just because of how it's like playing out i was just like wait is this this is the last though it's gonna be over after this well so here's the thing yes it has that vibe because this is part one of two so it's like it's one large story right right you said that yeah you said that in our last episode i had forgotten it so yeah they're they're like closing stories off that's what's happening there's just more to come but there's more to do this issue definitely had some closure in it i i think yeah maybe they might throw you know a twist. Hey, yeah. You know who likes to throw twists is Ooh. Rick Remender, the writer. Loves him. Loves him. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of the people from this volume that maybe we thought were done maybe come back for the next volume just to kind of seal everything off. But yeah, they're definitely kind of like getting to the end. And that was quite apparent yeah. in this volume. And yeah. uh, I liked it a lot. It was very different from anything else we've read so far but that seems to be the vibe volume to volume in this series it's always changing yeah and it's it's so good to have like a a good enough comic a popular enough comic that you know when you're going to end it and you're able to wrap up this story because he's been telling a story the whole time it's not like he hasn't been following threads that he's setting up so it's really nice uh that they are able to tie this story off and you have like kind of a complete a complete uh, project here. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing arc as well. You know, that yeah. when you think back to volume one and what we were reading in that volume and the kind of book that I assumed it was going to be based on that. Right. And then how far we've come to this, yeah. you know, second to last volume. It's it's really incredible. Um, yeah. I don't know if Remender had like a really clean vision for this series before it started but it doesn't feel like there's any sort of bumps in the road with this arc. Um, it just it feels like one really big, well-planned story. So kudos to our buddy Rick. Yeah, that's what I wonder with some of these like 50-issue, 60-issue comics. Do they have it all thought out, you know, going into it? Because like a lot, you know, if it wraps up nicely like this and it, all the themes are so solid throughout, it's like they must have had at least something, at least some sort of roadmap. Maybe they figured out the details as they went along. But yeah, it's so tight, this entire story, this entire uh, 50 plus issues that we've covered now. Mm-hmm. Wes Craig is back on art. And it's just more, you know, more great art out of him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought this volume was interesting, though. Because lots of panels and and lots of the pages are pretty straightforward. You know, there's not too much going on. It's, um, 
you know, nice, clean, minimal art. Um, not always what we've seen out of Wes Craig in these volumes, but then he drops in a couple of double page spreads that just blow your mind. And yeah. it kind of just left me thinking he spent so much time on those double page spreads that he kind of had to maybe go a little bit quicker through some of the other stuff, but yeah, um, just great art again, uh, you know, he, he just owns the style of this, of this series. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a lot of like, uh, just talking pages in this book and, yeah. uh, it still manages to make them interesting oh, heck yeah. in a way that, yeah, in a way that like, uh, I would notice in a movie or something yeah. where they're, they're doing interesting camera shots. That's what he does. He shows you kind of like the, this is just a talking scene. Then he does interesting perspectives on it so that you can kind of switch your perspective. And then, yeah, it just kills it with some of the action scenes in this, uh, in this uh, short book. Yep. Lee Lowridge back on colors uh, really enjoyed the mood that he created in this volume with his color yeah. choices. I, I found this volume to be pretty heavily shaded in blue which oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of. I really like that shade. Or I like, I like, yeah. bl- I like seeing blues out there. It's, you know, it, it's a nice feel. Um, it's more of like a calming feel, right? You know, red's kind of yeah. like aggressive and, you know, it's angry and it's fire and blue is like calm and it's like water and yeah. peaceful. So uh, I definitely liked seeing that. But then he does some great contrasting colors with... Uh, real vibrant pops of orange and yellow when it makes sense yeah. to do so. So, you know, yeah. there's just more great stuff from this team. Neither of us are surprised. We just expect this, you know, but yeah. they continue to deliver this, you know, top shelf uh, product. Yeah. And like changes, you know, from uh, volume to volume because the mood of these volumes changes. So it's cool to see these different uh uh, the, these different pre- presentations of the color for us to set the mood and set the tone of how we're supposed to feel while we're reading it. Yeah. So let me catch everybody up on the last 10 volumes. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, you, you can't. You can't. <laughs> what I will say is how the last volume ended. Uh, last volume, very fun. Obviously, they're all very fun. Lots of twists and turns in the last volume. And it ended very shockingly with the destruction of King's Dominion and possible death of King's uh, creator and leader, Master Lin. So that kind of like was already getting into the end game here, you know, because that that could have been in this volume just as like something kind of starting to seal everything up. But it happened in the last volume. Totally fine. But you can see that like the worlds that have been created and the arcs that have been created are starting to come to a conclusion. Yeah, um, for sure. And it, I'll be honest, it's making me a little bit sad. So yeah, you know, definitely it's tough. I think, I think at the end of that one, um, you were under the impression that master Lin is now gone. And yes. I was under the impression that uh, master Lin was coming back. Correct. And after reading this volume, I would say we're still, we still both have the same opinion. <laughs> would you? Um, or have you no, been swayed to my I'm side? On, I've swayed to your side okay. now after this. I, okay. think. I think I'm fully on your side after this. Okay. All right. Now, issue 49. Talk about the cover really quick. Good cover. It's clean. It's to the point. It's Marcus and Saya back to back. He's holding a gun and she's holding her sword, which is going through both of their stomachs. Mm. It's black and white with pink as the only color yeah so it's okay it's it's i I like that they're both being stabbed by sai i think that's pretty cool uh what are your thoughts on this cover yeah it's for me it's like a kind of a classic deadly class cover um it's nothing it's nothing super special or, or poppy for me but like I love it. You know, it's like, it's just like what I expect out of a cover deadly class. I'd be excited to go into the comic store and see this on the shelf. You're right. The sword going through both of them. Very cool thing. Um, especially where we left off with these two characters where, you know, Marcus was there to help Saya, who was, um, we don't, she she didn't really know that. Oh, we just knew he was there. Yeah. Sorry. Not, not, yeah, not necessarily there to help, but we knew Marcus was there. He was, he was there where Saya was. So, 
uh, her having a sword going through both of them. Just very interesting to get into what's going to happen here. Why is that the cover? So yeah, I, I definitely was intriguing cover that I liked. Right. So we start off with Saya's brother and leader of the Kurokai Syndicate, Kenji. Uh, just to catch everybody up, he's a piece of shit. Oh, he's yeah. one of the biggest POSs in the series. Yeah, he's the worst. We love to hate him. Yeah. He says he doesn't just want Saya dead. He wants to create art. Her death must be legendarily cruel, like one of those European fairy tales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a good laugh at that. Because, dude, <laughs> European fairy tales are so screwed up. They're fucked, yeah. They're, they're like super they're, messed up. They're all like nightmare fuel, so... Definitely. This is yeah. a very funny line for me to read. Yeah, definitely. I remember having like reading like a book of them, you know, of like, and I was like, oh, great fairy tales, like finding a book and being like, oh, this will be awesome. And then just being like, what? This is what happens. This is not what happens. It's they're all scary stories. I feel like they were they're all, all nightmare. They were yeah. all created to scare the shit out of your kids. Just scare yeah, them for straight. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Then we get a page telling us it's 2001. So this was new last volume where each issue took place in a different year. So it looks yeah. like that's happening again, which is fun. This is a fun thing they decided to throw in. Yeah, for sure. Now, since one of those issues last volume also took place in 2001, this issue is a continuation of that story. And you've alluded to it already. It's where Saya, that entire issue is a wreck. She's hooked yeah. on drugs. She's falling face first on the concrete. That issue ended with Saya finding Marcus in her apartment, and that's where we pick up here in this first issue. Yeah. Marcus, you know, we're like, what's it going to be? Is he there to kill her? Are they going to fight? What's the deal? I think we both felt like he's there to help, and yeah. it turns out he is. He's helping her detox. Yes, um, he is there helping her detox, but I would say after this initial speech um, from Kenji... I thought he's there to kill her. Oh, did you? I thought that this was his plan because he said something about like, I want her to be looking in the face of like, like she won't expect uh, when she dies who she's looking at. And so I was like, oh, I think he's there to kill her. Oh, nice. Hey, yeah. you, you picked up on it then. Yeah. Marcus says, I've never detoxed anyone before. It's worse than the movies. It's worse than anything you can imagine. In the movies, the most we get is a montage. In reality, it goes on for days. Every single minute is a struggle. So classic yeah. remender talking about something and humanizing it, like making it sound like it's something that he's experienced firsthand in his own life. The guy just knows how to like write these life experiences and just capture them in words. So, Yeah, and he, he knows how to make like sort of us relate to it. Because uh, what do we think when we think of, oh, somebody, you know, maybe detoxing from from drugs? If we've never experienced it, we think of the movies. We think of what we've seen in the movies. So he just goes straight there for us and says it's worse than that. So now we already have like a benchmark in our mind of what it's worse than. Um, so I just like I thought that was very effective. Yeah. We get some excellent panel work here with Saya in bed in a pile of sweat, unable to sleep. And also Marcus holding her hair as she's puking in the toilet there's one of Marcus feeding her soup. Marcus sitting with her on the couch watching TV. And Marcus narrates that he misses her. That all these years, she's been in the back of his mind. It's more than just nostalgia. She's hardwired into his firmware. So, yeah. Like, it's good, right? You know, these two, yeah. these two had a relationship. They were the two in the book that kind of started off in a relationship. Yeah, You know, that went south and they never really connected again. So this is kind of their moment to reconnect. And this is definitely something I wondered about, you know, is Marcus going to yeah. end up with Saya? Very possibly could be an outcome that you could expect yeah. because they had such a solid connection. So, yeah, I mean, I like this. I like that they kind of went here in this issue. 
for sure. Yeah, he's always had this solid connection with her. Um, I I think it's one of those things that could have been left alone and the book would be worse for it. You know, I, I'm so excited that they're getting into it here and they're addressing it because it was such a big thing in his past. It was such a big thing in Marcus's past. So I like that they're getting to this and then we can now wonder, yeah, I mean, he's back here and while he's helping her detox he's talking about how strong she is like how she's the strongest person he's ever met and 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 like just all this all these memories he's had of her so like while he's going through this he's feeling awful for her but he's also sort of building these feelings back of his memories of just like how great she was to him um so yeah i I really uh i really like that they added this especially right away to just like get to this right away um it was uh i was excited to see where where it was gonna go yeah same i like how deeply characters have affected each other in yes, the book. Yeah. So some time has passed. Saya is doing better and they decide to go out to a diner. And this is something that you mentioned already with the panel work. I absolutely loved this section. It's five pages of us looking at them sitting and talking at a table. Yeah. And all of the pages are framed the same so this section really sits with you. Uh, it, it like forces you to be a part of their moment because you can't go anywhere. The, the book doesn't go anywhere. It just sits there. So what are your thoughts on this diner section? And, you know, you don't really see a book sit somewhere for five pages. That's, yeah. that's you know, when they do that, there's a reason for it. So, yeah, what did you think of this diner? Yeah, it's... um. Same, same, same idea as you. It's the type of thing that uh, you take notice is when you flip to the first page of it and it's the same shot, just people, you know, talking back and forth. Then you flip the next page and it's the same, the same shot, the same two people talking. You really get drawn into just the conversation. It becomes just about the words. Like you're still looking at the little differences in between the little pictures where like someone goes for a smoke or someone goes for the ketchup or something. Right. That's still neat stuff to like remind you that they're still being people while they're having this conversation, but you really get drawn into conversation because the conversation here is really what matters. This is now the first time it seems that they've been able to like real talk since, you know, Marcus has been back here um, because uh, uh, say is doing better. So um, yeah, this is, it, it's going to be very important. It's going to be a very important scene. And I absolutely, absolutely loved it. Just took my time reading through it to try to really feel, feel both these characters perspectives. Yeah. I think all those pages are blue as well. I think it's all blue. Yeah, they're blue. And then they have like, uh, they have an orange coming from the window because it's Mm -hmm. like the sun is setting. um, So it's also just like really, it looks really good. Beautiful. Marcus says, um, he says to Saya that after Master Lin was gone, some of the families sent people after him, but that eventually stopped. Saya starts probing Marcus for why he's actually here helping her. And they start talking about how they used to love each other. And Saya tells him, once we love someone, they become a part of us. We carry them with us forever. Then cut back to her place and they're having sex. So just like that. Yeah. There was a lot of tension in the conversation and it seemed like it might be going this way. They're talking about how they loved each other. (laughs) Yeah. And basically, Marcus is like, that doesn't matter. It's not important. And uh, uh, Say is saying, like, it is. It is important um, that, like, that someone affected your life. And it's interesting that Marcus's point of view is that it's not important because right before he went to the diner, he was kind of having an inner monologue where he said, like, everybody in your life, even if it was during a time that you did look back on and you're like, oh, I wasn't like, that wasn't the, the best time in my life. Those people that were around you still impacted how you turned out. So, like, you can't just disregard people from every single part of your life they all matter in your journey in life so it's funny that now at the table here he's saying oh no it doesn't matter like i don't love you anymore i feel like he's just like almost lying to himself or trying to convince himself that she doesn't matter anymore something like that um so it was funny to see this cut just to the bedroom and they're having sex yeah i would say he's lying to himself because yeah um a little bit later he actually comes out and says that he was sort of lying to himself and I, i will touch on that when we get there but for sure yeah for sure So as they're having sex, the page zooms in on the ceiling to reveal a small camera. We zoom into the camera and out Mm. the other side to see that Kenji is watching them. And he says, say what you will about his fees. The kid does good work. 
So yeah. I just think, holy shit, th- this is bonkers. You had already picked up on it. So yeah. uh, congratulations for that. I was I was utterly shocked. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking as soon as we started zooming into that camera, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Because, I, yeah, I knew... Uh, well, I, I had an idea. I wouldn't say I knew 100%. It was just like an idea in my head that this could possibly happen. So yeah. it was something that was in the back of my mind through all these talks that they were having and everything. I was like, I don't know. I think maybe he might be still trying to get her in a position um, where he can kill her. Uh, I just thought it was so much fun zooming into that camera, you know, because oh, yeah, for you, sure. you get a panel of the ceiling and you're like, why? Why are why? we looking at yeah. the ceiling? And then you get a bit closer and closer and closer, and this little thing gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're like, oh, that's a camera. Someone's spying on them. I wonder who that is. And then you go right to the other side. It was really nice work by the team Yeah, very cool. So issue 50, this cover is an extreme close-up on Saya's face. It's mostly red. There's a bit of light on her face, and her hair is making up all of the negative space, which was cool. It's pretty plain, but there are a couple of really cool details. Um, You see a couple of red droplets coming off her face at the bottom of her chin. And once you see that, it makes you think that maybe all the red on her face is actually blood. Mm, So that was cool. Then, Then her eyes, which look similar to each other, But when you look very closely, one of her eyes is actually the camera from last issue. Mm, So another like really, really cool detail that you just kind of have to focus in on. You have to kind of study this cover for a second and then you realize that there's a couple of neat hidden things in it. So what did you think of this cover? Yeah, um, very cool. Things to see close up. I think things to see far back too, because when I'm kind of far back from the cover, it looks like her hair is like, like claw marks or something like I, I don't I can't tell from far back that it's her hair when it's like covering her face and stuff I'm like oh is that like a, a sword slash or is that like a claw down her face and then I realize oh it's it's the hair so and then you get closer and closer and realize more things like you're saying the droplet is really really cool um is it you know is it sweat is it blood is her whole face blood really cool stuff a uh, cover that really pops and she looks pained right she looks like she's pained on the cover so uh yeah really cool yeah so we're still in 2001 in this issue. The story with Marcus and Saya is continuing. And a cool page where Saya is at Kenji's headquarters and she's attacking his men. And yeah. this is one of those incredible two-page spreads. We see Saya annihilating guys. She is popping limbs off with her sword. She's popping heads off. She's just killing a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. But it turns out that this is just Saya and Marcus conceiving of a plan and playing it out in their heads. Love it. Yeah, me too. Uh, Marcus says he has a better plan. Then we get to see that one play out. Yeah. Marcus goes in with a machine gun instead of a sword. And we get to see him killing people and kind of go through the same thing. Really fun. They discuss how that wouldn't work either. Because Marcus's plan uh, is counting on him being able to kill seven people with a single bullet. (laughs) That's part of it. He's like, I know there's a lot of people there, but don't worry. I can hit seven with one. And she's like, no, you can't. You can't do that. (laughs) So that was a lot of fun just to kind of see that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And I like uh, she says something about like, this isn't the Matrix. And then right. <laughs> uh, I, can't remember, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he says he, he oh, the the hologram theory of the universe says otherwise, right. which I think is like might have been something we got into in our Matrix episode because we were talking about different like philosophies of the universe. Right. And so when I read that, I was like, oh, I wonder if we talked about that one, because like there is one that maybe suggests that we are in some sort of Matrix or something and we can just, you know, do what we want if we can unlock it. Right. So right. I just thought that was funny. A funny response from him. Yeah. That's smart writing. Yeah. So then we see another plan from Saya, and this turns out to be the real plan. So we're watching yeah. them do it for real, but we don't know at this point awesome. that they're doing it. You know, yeah. where I was thinking this could be another plan they're running through. But at this yeah. point, I also thought this also could just be the real plan, but you don't know. Yeah. 
It was it was a no. ton of fun to read. Yeah, very cool technique of going through hers first, and it's trick. It tricks you because you think that it's just that her actually doing it. Then going through Marcus's, then this third one. Uh, it's just it. Yeah, it's, it's a cool, uh, cool technique to also see it play out three times. You know, we get to mm-hmm. see that action happen in three different ways. Um, yeah. So I, I was the same with you. I wasn't sure if this was going to be the real one, but it could be. And, and I was constantly thinking as I was reading it, are we going to cut back and they're going to do something else, or yeah. is this actually it and we're we're doing it? Well, it's funny because the first two plans were just like them as bulls breaking the door down and just running through killing everybody. And like that's it's cool because like that's their initial thought is like, let's just go in there super aggressive. We'll murder everybody. We're that good. And then they have to sit back and think about it for a second and think like that's probably going to get us killed. So let's figure something out that might actually work. So here you have Saya trapping the men in a stairwell and getting the lights shut out. And then it's her killing them in the dark. Yeah, great. And then like a good plan, a much better plan. Uh, yeah, that's why I liked uh, I like Marcus's go at the plan because he's just like, no, 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 your plan's stupid. I'll run in there <laughs> yeah. and kill everybody. Oh, like, the only difference is that he's the one doing it. Yeah. So I like that they come up with something <laughs> together. Totally. They both are like, you can't do that. You're going to yeah. get killed. And they come up with something together that is much better, turning out the lights and uh, killing everyone uh, in the dark. Yeah. So these were some really cool panels that change from complete black because the lights are off in the stairwell to the panels being completely lit up with gunfire as the guys are shooting at her. And of course, you know, she's moving in the panels that are black. We just can't see her. And then when they light up, she's in a new position, killing somebody in a new way. It's just, it's classic. It's, it's so fun. Yeah. And I think like, I'm not sure, but I think some of them are, might be shooting each other because, oh, you know, because they like can't see. Yeah, because I see guys like getting hit with bullets, but I'm not I, like I feel like so they're getting some friendly fire in there as well. You'd have to think so. It's a bunch of dudes in a stairwell trying to shoot Just at like opening a, an yeah. invisible ninja. Yeah, yeah. So after the stairwell is cleaned out, Saya and Marcus continue on to a room with more men. They kill those men. Then Marcus pulls his gun on Saya. He says she has two choices. Actually, before I, I get here, back up for a sec. What did you think at this moment where he pulls his gun on her? He's like, he's behind her. He pulls his gun, puts yeah. it to the back of her head. And we already know that Kenji has hired Marcus for this reason. Yeah. So I was a bit worried here. I actually thought something, something was going to go down, something bad. Yeah, I um, because we've been in Marcus's head for a lot of this. Um, I had thought that he is going to change his mind. Like I had thought that he initially is supposed to do this. I didn't think that like from the outset his whole plan was to change his mind. I just thought he was kind of won over by her, and so at this point he's going to not do it. Um, and that's also like a hope, you know. So like I'm, I'm, I'm putting my hope onto it as well so that's probably why i felt strongly like that too because i would have uh at this point the journey they just went through i would have been disappointed if he shot her in the back of the head so that's why i think i was putting my hope onto it too but like that's what i was thinking at this point that him spending time with her brought him back to you know high school and brought him back to uh that 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 this is not someone he wants to kill yeah so we'll never know we'll never know when he decided to change his mind or if this was his plan all along just to get to this point But he says she has two choices, leave Kenji and her toxic obsession for killing him and go live with Marcus on a beach, or kill Kenji and take over the syndicate and become everything she used to hate. Marcus walks out of the room and says he'll give her a minute to decide. I like that he, like, I like that the book also gives us a minute because we get a couple panels of him in the hallway like smoking. He's just out there. Yeah. Like, like he's chilling. He's legitimately giving her 60 seconds to think about it. And he's just having yeah. a smoke. Then we go back in with Marcus to find Kenji's head on the table beside right. a note for Marcus. Yeah. So she made her choice. Not what I was expecting. Nope. I thought she'd take him up on the live on the beach forever offer. I thought that that's where we were going to go as well. Um, and then after you know what Marcus says here. Uh, I liked the I liked the choice. Yeah, 
Marcus reads the note, but we don't get to know what it says. Right, yeah. He narrates that he came back to help show Saya a way out, but the truth is he wants out and doesn't have the strength to do it alone. He's not there to save her. He's trying to get her to save him. So this is what yeah. we were talking about before, where he was like already lying to himself about stuff. Like he he yep. thought one thing about her, and it's actually something different. So, Yeah, and I like this a lot for Marcus's character, because I feel like throughout this book, um, he has gone back to her for a way out. She's his way out of whatever um, whatever uh, responsibilities he's under or whatever like pressures he's under. I feel like he goes to her for a way out. Like her strength will get him out and and get him through something. So I, I like this for him realizing that's why I came back here. I came back here so that she would help me pull out because I can't do it myself. She would help me. She would make the decision and then I could go with her. Um, and so he, uh, he realizes here, if I'm going to get out, I got to do it myself. Like I got to do it my own way. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think all the way back to volume one, I think it might even be issue one. She's the one who stops him from killing himself. Yeah. He, he's going to jump off yeah, a bridge, exactly. right? So yeah. she saved him all the way at the beginning. You know, he, so he's, he, not that he relied on her, on her back then, but she was there yeah. to save him back then. And sure. yeah, I, I feel like he has needed her you know, yeah. consistently throughout this series. So that's that's just what he's used to. It's use, He's used to her saving him. Yeah. Yeah, but it makes sense that he would go to her for this at this point. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that, that's what he's, uh, that's, yeah, that's what he's used to. That's what he's done multiple times. So this was a neat issue. I, I really enjoyed the, like, what's real and what's not. Yeah. Um, lots of fun to read. And then this possibly could be the end of Saya in the series. I'm not. Could be. I'm not yeah. sure. This is one of the characters. I'm not sure if she'll be back in the next volume. Yeah. I could see it, and I also could see it not happening because she now has what she's wanted this entire series. She's only wanted to take over the syndicate, and now she is the leader. So yeah, this could be it. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? This could be you it. Think this is it. No, I, I think this is it. Um, but I also kind of trust it both ways just because I, you know, trust Remender with whatever he wants to do with the, these characters. These are his characters. So like if something else does happen, I feel like I would be open to it. Yeah. But I do think this is a good ending for her because this is what she's wanted the whole time. So it makes sense to us that she made this choice. She hasn't wanted to get out. That's not what she wants. That's what Marcus wanted. And so he tried to bring, you know, bring her along or make her get them both out. But uh, this is what she's wanted the whole time. She's got it. So I, I think this is it for her. I like this ending for her. Same. Wouldn't be surprised if she comes back. And if she does, yeah. it'll be great because it's Remender doing it. So he's got yeah. some sort of a plan. But I think this is a nice ending for her. Yeah, for sure. What Remender does so well is just like, you know, no decision, one decision defines you or no one decision is your final thing, you know? So he could bring her back and it could, it'll still work. You know, he'll still oh, make course. it work. But, yeah. but we do like this as an ending. Yeah. So issue 51. This cover, when I f saw it for the first time, was either my most favorite or my least favorite. Oh, wow. Of okay. the series. Uh, sorry, of the series. Of this volume, not of the volume. series. Volume, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> and it's all depending on who this is on the cover. Okay. Because yeah. it's a woman dressed up in a nice suit with lots of gold. There's a nice chair behind her. There's yeah. a fancy desk in front of her. There's gold pens. Uh, this easily could be Saya at the head of the Kuroki Syndicate. But this person has face paint sort of like Maria. So if this is Maria, I'm all in for this cover. But yeah. if this is Saya or someone else, then this is just okay, in my opinion. Um, yeah. The one other... like. And I, I mean, I, I'm saying I'm confused because you can't tell who this is. It's someone that we no. don't recognize. It's a person with a yeah. very short, short haircut. It's not someone that we know. Um, one more thing I would uh, throw in about this cover. The shadows were all done in what looks like charcoal, which is a really interesting touch because, you know, it's obviously a very texture heavy, um, yeah. you know, art tool. So all the other art is nice and clean. And then you've got this like really scratchy sort of black shadow. So I, I thought that was a nice touch. 
Yep. Uh, very cool to have it maybe be Maria. Um, same thing. I'm what I'm thinking when I get to it. You know, is this Maria? If it's Maria, I'm excited. Could definitely be Maria. Um, and it's what I'm kind of thinking as I start reading the issue. Like, how are we going to get to Maria? <laughs> but yeah, you don't know. You don't know for sure. So for sure, like you said, if this is just somebody else, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a good it's a good enough cover. It's fine. It's got cool things to it. You know, the um, the yellow and the red, very cool, different from the other ones that we've had. You know, so far in this volume. So that's a that's a nice standout. But uh, definitely way more impactful if it's Maria. Yeah, and I mean Maria is, I think both of our favorite character. She yeah. was absent for the entire previous volume. You know, yeah. the volume before that left us on a cliffhanger of whether or not she was killed by Marcus. Yep. And yep. then they don't even mention it for the entire next volume. Yeah. And this is our first taste of possibly Maria in a really long time. So I got yeah. rather excited about it. For sure. Now this issue starts off in Mexico, and I'm starting to like this cover more and more. For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 2005 now. We see a wake of dead bodies leading up to a mansion. Then we see Marcus and Master Lin. So I'm thinking, yeah. what the hell's going on here? But yeah. we're both going to agree that it seems that this is just, um, it's a narrative from Master Lin, but it's, it, I think it's in Marcus's head, right? Like he's thinking back yeah. and remembering um, just kind of like, things that Master Lin has told him and taught him. Yeah, I think it's a little more of like something in his head he can't get rid of because he does shush him at one point. He shushes Master Lin because he's trying to be sneaky. So I think at that that type of detail makes me think that it's like this yeah, this this like um uh this anchor to the past that he can't get rid of. This and it's Master Lin. It's in the form of Master Lin in his head. He's still this hitman because because he's got masterlin in his head and he needs to get rid of that. Oh, that's cool, yeah. That's a good good take. So, a cool part as Marcus is sneaking into this mansion and killing dudes from behind. He's sneaking around underneath lasers. He's dropping smoke bombs. He's basically being a ninja. And he goes inside and kills a guy named Velasco, who very much looks like the leader of this whatever this is, this crime yeah. organization then marcus needs to escape as a bunch of the men are coming after him and marcus looks really cool as well he's dressed in all oh, yeah. black he's got a gun with a silencer he's got a backpack full of gear he's got a utility belt on it's just he's got he's got the badass assassin look to him he looks fucking legit. This is no this is no longer the Marcus we used to know. He's no. got it all put together. He is like ripped. He's super strong. And he yeah, he just looks like he is capable. Yeah, definitely. So he's trapped inside the mansion's grounds. Um, there's 20 or 30 guys looking for him. He again is dropping smoke bombs as cover to kill. And then it happens, Dean. Maria comes out. With her new short haircut. It Hell yeah. Was her on the cover? Yeah. Velasco was her husband, but Maria was the one who paid Marcus for the hit. Yeah. She hired him. Yeah. She was sleeping, or he was sleeping with a younger woman. So she, she's like, yeah. kill them both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marcus, he figured this out though. He, he put the clues together and he knew that it was her wanting the hit. So he wasn't really yeah. surprised to see her. Maria tells him she's now the head of the cartel and will call the men off so he can escape. And really nice coloring in this section. Again, more of the blues because all of this is happening at night. So every panel you get for several pages is all different shades of blue. I like that um, Low Ridge doesn't just stick to like one shade of blue. He sticks to the color blue. But there's yeah. all sorts of different shades to keep it interesting. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So this is very funny. Maria calls the men over with Marcus beside her. And she, she's in like a courtyard, right? And it's pretty yeah. large. There's guys all around. You know, there's guys on different levels. So I just, yeah. I read it like she had to like 
kind of throw her voice a bit to, to get everybody to hear for sure. and understand. Yeah, for sure. Which made it even more <laughs> funny for me because she says, yeah. my bodyguard informs me that my husband's life has been taken. We must move now to find the men responsible and make them pay. So she was alluding to Marcus as being her bodyguard, right? Yeah. One of the guys responds. He says, the man responsible is standing right next to you. <laughs> I just, I pictured myself being there and it yeah. being such a funny moment. It's just so the good. one yeah. guy who's like, dude, like He's we right saw there. him. We've been chasing him. He's been killing <laughs> us. That's him. He's right there. Yeah. And yeah. she just has to be like, nope, it's not. This it's is not my him. bodyguard who you've never met before. <laughs> yeah, it's not this guy. <laughs> yeah. So this guy says he won't take orders from her. And yep. she snaps. She pulls out a gun, pulls out her fan, and starts yeah. killing the men herself. And great part here, as soon as she snaps, all of the colors turn from blue to orange. So all her panels yep. are full orange panels as she's raging on these guys. Then, similar to last issue, we get a stellar two-page action spread with Marcus and Maria trying to escape from these men. The yeah. panel layout of the spread is fantastic. You have four panels at the very top, then a single panel underneath, then four again, then eight, and then at the very bottom of the page, there's 16 small panels all yeah. the way across the bottom. Cool. They murder so many guys on their way out. All of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just about all of them. All the guys. <laughs> they leap off a high wall down to the beach yeah. and they make their escape. But you can't even really tell what's going on in the panel work, especially Chaos. those last 16 panels. They're done in a really abstract way. Like you might just see like a gun or maybe you see a hand. You see like sometimes you can't even tell what you're looking at. They're all just very small uh, clips. Um, but man, it looked really, really good. So we see them, you know, they hop into a dinghy. Uh, there's still more men chasing them and shooting at them, but they do get away. And this issue ends with Master Lin saying, in the end, they would be together. Which yeah. was interesting. He, he had... So this is like, this is weird. Like, is this in Marcus's head? Because is is, yeah. is he saying that? Because it almost sounds like this is Master Lin saying, he was saying some stuff about Marcus and Maria, and then he ends it with like, in the end, I knew they'd always be together. So I'm not sure whose narrative that's actually coming from. Yeah, I couldn't tell who it was from. I didn't even actually think of Master Lin. I thought that these boxes were from somebody that we were going to find out who it was from later on. Masterlin makes sense because uh, he's been in this issue just in Marcus's head. Yeah, I think so it, I'm like, pretty sure it was Masterlin. Um, yeah, that makes that makes sense. I like that. Um, so I think it is, since Masterlin is in Marcus's head, maybe it is just like a part of Marcus's head because Marcus kind of needs to be convinced to be with Maria, even though they fit really well together. This is why he always sort of runs away to Seiya because he's like afraid because being with Maria means he has to confront himself, you know, because like they really, uh, they really help each other, you know, through their, their negative, uh, you know, uh, negative traits. And so he runs away to Seiya to get away from that, to get away from having to face it. So like, absolutely love that they're back. You know, they get back together. This, this page is my favorite in the whole, the whole issue where they're, where they're fighting because it like starts out with, starts out with yellow goes down to like an orange then a deeper orange then a red but in the middle there like you said it's this like all the way across of just maria pointing one way marcus pointing the other way and the text reads we never tire of it yeah and, and it's, it's all like, white yeah, there's we, like no color it's right? all white it really yeah there's out. no color yeah and we never tire of it like yeah we never tire and it's talking about the maria and marcus and it's like, yeah, we never tire of them getting together. They break up and we want them to get together. And we never tire when they get together. So it's like, it was so cool that this was the moment that they're getting together is like her having this funny moment, having to tell her bodyguards that that's not the man. <laughs> like, that's that's not the guy that killed my husband. And then they fight together and then like they escape together. And another thing that I really love here at the end, um, right as the Master Lin thing says, uh, in the end, uh, they would be together. Um there's like a, a speech bubble 
that's coming up from them, but they're both so far away that you don't know like who says it. And it just says, I won't let you down again. Mm, nice. And it's just like, I don't know who said that. You know, I don't know where that came from. It could have come from either of them because they've both let each other down. Right. Yeah, so exactly. I just really, I really like that. It's so far away. We don't know who says it. We just know that someone on that boat said, I won't let you down again. Nice touch. I didn't, uh, didn't pick up on that, but yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's really good. Uh, I really like the stuff going on in that issue. And of course, yeah, like, I got really, know, I got really excited for it. Yeah. And of course that they're finally back together. And yeah. I love the way it happens because like Maria's married. Like, oh, what should I do yeah. to get out of this relationship <laughs> right, yeah. and let Marcus know that I might be interested again? I'll just hire him to kill my husband. That's probably the easiest <laughs> yeah, way. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I uh and so at this point I like how they've dealt with Saya and Maria. You know that you know this was gonna go on. So I like that he went to Saya, realized that he was just going to her for an exit, and then he goes to Maria. Um, so I, because he st- he knew that this was going to be Maria, like he knew Maria hired yeah. him, so he still went to do it because he still, he's still he's still drawn to her, right? So the, he still wants to end. They both kind of want to end up together, and that's why they're doing this. Uh, so I love it. Well, it's interesting, right? Because in the series, he sort of bounces from Saya to Maria. Uh, that's a yeah. thing that happens, and then you know we're in two thousand five now. Back in two thousand one, he made his attempt to like rekindle with Saya, right? He wanted to yeah. live with her on the beach. She turned him down. So now he's gone to Maria, right? He's just bouncing back now to Maria, which yeah. which I think would support the concept that Master Lin, this narration of Master Lin, is just in Marcus's head, and he's saying right, it to himself. Yeah. yeah. The, I knew they'd always be together. It could be Marcus yeah, saying yeah, to yeah. himself, yeah. like, you know, a few years earlier, maybe he didn't know who he was going to end up with, but like... Maybe in his heart of hearts, he knew it would be Maria, even though he's trying for Sai yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So issue 52, uh, this is a really cool cover. And I would say it's for the reason of how well sunlight is being conveyed on the cover. It's most impressive. The cover is um, Marcus and Maria on a couch in an apartment it's got like all the details of the apartment. Like you can see the TV, the couch, the lamps, the tables, like, you know, the wall, the door, there might be like a, a, co- a coffee table. There's just all sorts of detail. Um, but everything is gray except for this vibrant blast of pink sunlight on the wall. And then really like neatly dispersing to other areas of the room. Um, this one I thought was definitely the most interesting cover. Yeah. Yeah, what this is think? my favorite one. It's my favorite one out of the four. Um, I really like it because uh, because of that, the, the details of like this apartment they're in, they got like a, a bowl catching water that's dripping. <laughs> yeah. uh, my, my take on this, like the sunlight looks awesome. My take on the sunlight is that it's not shining directly on them. You know, it's like the sun isn't directly shining on them, but they're still sort of sitting in an area where it's catching them. You know, so it's like, it's, gonna be this happy not happy ending kind of thing you know it's not like the it's not like the sun shone on the on the two of them but you know they're kind of doing it they're kind of making it work they're kind of sitting in a spot where it can still hit them so uh i I really liked i really really like this cover it's my favorite yeah i don't know if i mentioned but it's pink it's like this hot pink color too so it's like that's kind of been a theme with the covers Uh, some of the covers in this uh this volume is just the use of pink yeah for sure so it's 2006 now It starts with the narration. I know the story you want to hear. I know exactly how you want this to go. I know what you're expecting next. So I'm going to pause here for a second because this is Marcus telling us, you know, about the story. Um, What is your response to this? Like, what's the story you want to hear? What are you expecting? What do you think Marcus is saying to us here? Yeah. Um, this is interesting. Uh, the story I want to hear is the story I want to hear is him together with Maria. Yeah, that's the same as I me. want to, and I want to hear that he was able to get out, get out of being an assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the story I want to hear. Uh, we we kind of get that. So, I'm wondering, I'm wondering about this story in this in this issue. I'm wondering if this is what has happened. 
I think it's what hap- what has happened, but we just keep in mind we just still I, have one more volume to go, right? Yeah. I think it is what has happened too, and that's how I took it when I read it. But now sort of that you brought it up and asked me the question, I was like, this is kind of what I wanted to hear. So what's he talking about with it being different? Well, I guess he's not talking about it being different. He's just saying I'm going to tell you how it happened. I'm not going to I'm just going to tell you exactly what it is. I'm not going to tell you exactly what you want to hear. So I guess they could still they could still line up. Um but yeah, I, I like I, I want I want the things that kind of happen. They happen in not the you know not the most um, uh, the the nicest pleasant way, uh, but but it is sort of the theme of what happens is what I want. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm I want the happy ever after with the two of them. That's yeah, what I want. for sure. Yeah, uh, Marcus goes on. He says, um, "But that's not how life is. Nothing goes the way we want. Things never happen how we expect." There is simply the way it did happen, and I'm going to tell you exactly that. So that makes me nervous. Uh, that makes me feel yeah, like same. something bad is coming. <laughs> it makes me very nervous. So we see Marcus and Maria are living together. Marcus has given up his life as an assassin. He's writing for a newspaper. He's got a beard. Maria is in the kitchen and drops a pan in pain. She tells Marcus the pain in her hand is spreading to her foot. She can't go to the doctor because she's an illegal immigrant and doesn't have any insurance. Marcus narrates, within a month, she couldn't sleep because of the pain. So time passes. It's getting harder and harder for her to even go outside. Uh, A lovely panel of them sitting beside the water watching the sunset. And Maria tells him, you better drink it in because this is it. The good old days are right now. Marcus narrates, Month by month, her pain got worse and worse. After the disease attacked her shoulder, she cried herself to sleep every night. On the night, she could sleep at all. So Marcus wants to make a high-paying hit to get her help, but she says they'll never go down that road again. Love it. We see Marcus and Maria are driving down an oceanside highway, Marcus is writing to his unborn kids. He says, First off, June is the best time to drive down the one from Pacifica to Santa Cruz. Do this at least once. Reality is aided by the empirical method. Art is not. Follow your wild bliss with abandon. Time is short. Some choose to comment. Others choose to create. Be on the latter side. Both will be forgotten, but at least one added something to the story while it played. When you're down, take note of who sticks around. Avoid fame seekers, praise whores, and political climbers. Do not pursue revenge. Do not show up those who look down on you. And most important, don't add to the world's hurt. So, you know, more classic remender. Just hammering down these like great ideas and sending it out there yeah i feel like that's yeah. remender talking to us you know which is usually yeah. most of this is him talking to us but i like yeah. how he hides it with marcus talking to his children where i really yeah. feel like it's remender like giving us sort of like a final not the f- most final because there's going to be more to come next volume but like it's, right. he's giving some some of his final messages to us you know yeah we're his children we he's are giving his final <laughs> messages his to his children which is the readers that have made it 52 issues in <laughs> yeah. deadly class are his children yeah exactly now they are on vacation in Santa Cruz. Marcus proposes to Maria. Then we see them in Vegas. Marcus sees one of the neon clowns that he had a conversation with when he was on acid way back in like Shit. one of the first volumes. That was a wonderful Shit. throwback. <laughs> yeah, it was great. The clown, the neon clowns like, hey, I recognize you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. So we go inside a wedding chapel to see Marcus has invited to Sawi, Z, and Helmet. Cool. Poor Helmet is not looking good. I didn't even well, recognize yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, he's not looking as, uh, as strong as he used to, but, no. uh, you know, he's, he's just older. He's older. So they get married and they party into the evening. Then we see King's Dominion alumni Stephen... Or Stefan, we're still not sure. Yeah. He's watching a stream of the wedding on his, on his computer in Portland. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That is <laughs> I cool. liked it. Yeah. yeah. 
Then we see him shot in the head by a dark figure who must be Shabnam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, you can kind of see the, for like, sure. You can kind of see the form of his body and it's, it's got to be yeah. Shabnam. Yeah. The figure looks at the stream on the computer, then leaves and the end. Yeah, well, at this part, you're like, ah, yeah, Shabnam. Of course, this isn't over. They never tied up Shabnam. So, like, I'm, I'm reading the whole thing, and I'm like, oh, this seems like the end. Like, what else is even going to happen? How could we have a whole other volume of stuff? And then I was like, ah, yeah, Shabnam. <laughs> well, about him. yeah, he's never been out of my mind. I, I know he's still yeah. there. He's always been yeah. there. They often do this he's with always him. There. They often, yeah. like, something terrible happens to him, and you're like, ooh, he's going to want revenge for that. And for then sure, he's yeah. gone for a volume. And you're like, you kind of forget yeah. about him, but you kind of, he's always back there. You know he's going to pop up. So again, he's going to pop up. I'm very uncomfortable with what he might do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. Sure. There's I a know. lot of things I don't want to see happen. And a lot of things I do want to see happen. So I'm, I'm very yeah. curious to see where Remender is going to go, how he's going to wrap this story up. Is this going to be a yeah. happy ending or is this not going to be a happy ending? You know, because yeah. this book... This uh, this series has not really been about happy endings. No, so this makes me very uncomfortable seeing him here. Um, it's we see all these, even seeing like the gang get back together here for the wedding. Uh, that makes me nervous. That makes me very nervous that Shabnam's on his way to where they all are, and someone's not gonna make it. Yeah, and it you know, it might just not not be like one someone, and it might be more than just one of these side characters you know it might be one of, i just I, i'm worried i'm worried for the next one this is a nice wrap up but i'm worried for the next one yeah same we'll see what happens yeah uh i think we'll get to it fairly soon i don't want to wait too long to get to this but yeah yeah we'll let this one simmer for a little bit first yeah yeah no that sounds good um Really looking forward to it. This was a different type of volume. You know, it was uh, yeah, definitely. a different type wrapping, you know, wrapping things up. I was really happy where things were going. Um, obviously, very sad that uh, Maria, you know, gets ill, very, you know, pretty young. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's it seems like it's it's going to be something that's uh, a problem. You know, it seems like it might be. Um, yeah, then it might affect her life greatly. Yeah. Um. So you know that's obviously sad to see, but nice to see that they're together. Uh. So that's that's and that, that he's not, uh, that he's not an, an assassin anymore. I really like this moment of like, okay, you know what? All we need is the money to get you the doctors, and then everything's better. So I'll just take one hit. I'll just take one contract, kill somebody, and then we're good. We can get doctors. And she's like, no, we're not doing that. We're never going back to that life. I really liked that. Um, that was a great moment. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm just worried. I'm worried, Tim. I hear you. Cool volume, though. Um, oh, yeah. Lots of fun. Yeah, great. Great volume. And everybody out there listening, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you'd like to help support us here, we would very much appreciate that. There's some very easy ways to do that. You can just tell your friends about Talking Back, send them an episode, uh, send them something you think they might like, get their opinion on it, have a conversation about it. And uh, you can also rate and review us on a podcast app. That always helps uh, more people find us. Uh, you can head on over to Patreon. We've got a Patreon page over there. And if you sign up for a couple bucks a month, you're going to get some bonus episodes. And now that this episode is over, don't worry. Head on over to BFOPnetwork.com and check out one of the other amazing nostalgia-based podcasts in our network. We promise you'll find something you like or Dean won't even read the next volume of Deadly Class. Oh, no. I don't know if I can promise that, Tim. You better, okay, you better find something you like over at B BFOP. We're, we've been fine so far, Dean. So far, I haven't had to do anything. This might, some of them actually, this might be, this the, might be the worst. No, this might be the worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not okay. being able to finish gonna say. the series. <laughs> yeah, that is bad, but I think I would have, I think I had to lop someone's head off at one, one of the I mean, times, I'm sure so. there's, there's all sorts of strange things all sorts that of bad I ones promised you yeah. would do. But Whew, okay. I think we're fine. Dean, thanks for joining. Okay. Thank you, Tim. Thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. 
We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. <laughs>